this is a sycamore, this is a banjamitis, an elmin oak, a pine, a maple, and a juniper. Hey, this is a sycamore, this is a banjamitis, an elmin oak, a pine, a maple, and a juniper. Did I ever tell you that I wrote I wrote that song years ago? No, you didn't. A buddy and I, could you play some moody music behind the story? Not moody like, I'm about to kill my, you know what I'm saying? But like, moody like, she just broke up with me on a Tuesday kind of thing, you know? So me and my friend were doing some landscaping work, you know? And I know what you're saying. I don't look like the type that does a lot of landscaping. More but like I, manscaping. <laughs> my man. <laughs> yes, I have. Guilty as charged. A lot of manscaping here on other men. <laughs> and no qualms with it because it is 2020. Hashtag me also. <laughs> but we were landscaping, right? We were landscaping, Okay. And one of the guys, the guy, I guess our boss would be boss. He was paying his cash under the table. It was a summer job while we were in school, you know. Yeah. He said, all right, boys, don't forget to, don't forget to snip that juniper. It's a mean one. Don't forget to snip that juniper, you know. And he was kind of a quasi-stout, burly man. But boy, was he effeminate. And he knew every tree and flower. He would have been friends with Swamp Thing because he was a friend of the green, you know. Yeah. The green everlasting. Anyway, so we would get drunk, my friend and I, most every night, even on a Tuesday night, you know. And then we were just talking about our landscaping days. Now, granted, this was like a full-time job for my friend. I had only helped out a couple of times, but I didn't hesitate to tell all my friends and family that that's what I was doing for a majority of the time. And once you do something once, you might as well be an expert. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do some landscaping. You did like three days with me, like two and a half maybe because I needed an extra set of hands. Well, let me tell you, though, I became versed in the world of trees, and we wrote a song, kind All of right. a, a late-night shindig shanty song, you know, where we were just kind of bouncing the song with, this is a sycamore, this is a banjamitis, an elm, an oak, a pine, a maple, and a juniper, but we'd sing at faster pace, of course, yeah. just like I was before we started going into the, the backstory. And as we move back into present day, it's important to note that I wasn't disheartened when my friend, Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson himself, <laughs> came plowing into my side, side of my yard, murdering all remnants of the green. Now granted, I probably should have prepped him because I do have a veritable swamp. <laughs> in the ditch just past my driveway and you were trying to be polite and not go right up on me, on me in the driveway there wasn't a whole lot of room got my wife's car in my car and there you were I heard it at first I was like maybe I should warn him then I realized you got stuck when I heard the you know the tire you know mm-hmm. the, the rear wheel drive was spinning I was like maybe I should go out there and push but again I've only pushed cars about once or twice in my life and I'm not an expert and once I saw you kind of pivoting the car a little bit and then spraying my car with mud, I was like, maybe I should get out there and do something. But then I just heard a sigh, you know, like a exasperated. And I believe I'm no expert. I'm not a horticulturalist. I'm not a botanical scientist or a botanist. But I think you, I think you might have at least evicted Swamp Thing from his home. <laughs> And now he's cropping up in Bob's yard. <sighs> Poor Bob. Poor Bob. Poor Swampy. Poor Swampy. 
And this goes out to you, kids. If, if, if you ever go drive out into the night, okay? You know, racing to do a podcast at your friend's house. Just remember, watch out for the green, okay? Watch out for the green. For the sycamore, the benjamitis, the, the elm, the oaks, the pines, the maples, and those junipers. Those junipers. Because they're fierce. You need to snap them. You need to snap the junipers. Should we start the show? Let's start it. That was a sick note we left off on. Save that one for later. We might actually use it. Okay. Okay, tuck it away. Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. Welcome to Comic-Con's a geek podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us. My name is Nick Stevens and I am your host, but in a way, aren't we all... Nick Stevens. Ooh, and joining me live and in person, following the CDC guidelines, Mr. Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I was doing pretty good until I got here. No, man, this is, look, hey. No, but it, it's fun. I just felt bad because you, you had already laugh. washed your car. I just washed it today. The entire back has been sprayed with mutter. It, mutter. Mutter. <laughs> with the mutter. Mud. <laughs> mutter. Yeah, I felt some crud or something. Oh, and now you're going to be a millionaire because you're the only person that's invented, that's found white white mud. No, I said crud. I fucked up the joke. It's okay. We're here. <laughs> We're live and in person. Um, it's good to see you. Good to be here. Good it's to good, see you. It's good to be here and it's good to be seen. Mm-hmm. Better to be seen than heard. Than viewed. Hmm. <laughs> what am I, a child? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be I shouldn't be heard. Children should be seen and not heard. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? You've heard that phrase before, right? Yeah. Do you think there's any truth to that? I don't think so. I like to hear the little pitter patter of feet running no, down the hall. Because I mean that's I, in my in my in my opinion, children carry the voice of God, kind of thing. Like you know what I mean. I like, couldn't so agree you, more. You, you hear their laughter and all that stuff. Now it's only creepy if you've already put your kids to bed and you still hear pitter patter <laughs> down the hallways, yeah. and, and they come show up at the bottom of your bed and they're wearing like Victorian dress, and it's like, hold on, why do I have these Victorian children ghosts at the bottom of my bed? That might be a little creepy. Yeah, but then you might you might be the ghost. You might be the other. You might not be the. Oh, so they're the ones living in, and you're the ghost in their bedroom. A yeah. ghost from the future. You yeah. know, that would be interesting. Somebody should write that down. <laughs> you mean we've been ghosts this whole time? Twisties. <laughs> Speaking of twisties, um, the ghost children in the movie we're talking about tonight, they're not ghosts, but they might as well be because, boy, nobody got any vitamin D in this movie. <laughs> not a single bit. <laughs> like, I mean, I know they shot this thing on a soundstage. And through like some kind of filter to keep like the tone really gloomy and gray. Mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of research before we did this thing. All right. But um, man, this movie, everybody's pale. 
I Even know. the gingers are pale. Well, the gingers are supposed to be We're pale, all, I guess. Uh, they're always pale. So, <laughs> But there's not, you know, it's a whole lot of white and a whole lot of pale. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, and it's offsetting white and pale because the female lead is blonde. And so <laughs> that pale blonde, and I mean, there are pale blondes too, but it's like super pale. Everybody's pale. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like everybody in this movie might as well be a vampire. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not a vampire, but a vampire. A vampire. A vampire. And this movie uh, that we're talking about tonight, mm-hmm. um, let's not stand on ceremony, right? No. Let's, jump right into let's it. Let's just jump right in. Uh, it had a 30th anniversary last year. I wanted to talk about it last year. I've always liked this movie a lot. Is I, it really 30? Yeah, 1999, baby. November of 1999. Wasn't that 20? Hmm? <laughs> 1999 <laughs> to 2019 isn't that 20 20 20 years 20 years 20 years my math was off what a fucking idiot jesus christ i'm sorry all right it's not my strong suit it's okay all right it's not my strong suit yeah but you sure look good in the suit well thanks I, it's really nice you ever get those aggressive compliments from hank like he's yelling at you but he's like giving you a compliment yeah it's, well, it's like personalities um my son's teacher's the same way she's super aggressive but mm. like she just reminds me of like one of those old school mamas that she would beat any kid that would be be around, uh-huh. but she would love them still. But oh, the it's way, like a tough love. Yeah, but okay. the way she talks, like, I think my son can't. He doesn't understand how to damn. Like, she's not mean. She's just her personality. She's just gruff. <laughs> I had a school teacher like that growing up, but she was like very, she was straight Scottish, like right off the boat Scottish, you know? And because I lived in an overseas, uh, I went to an overseas school because I grew up in a houseboat in Spain. And, um, and she she was tying my shoes for some reason. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I was in like fifth grade. I could have tied it myself. But these were like snow boot shoes. And we were on some kind of field trip on like a snowboarding field trip kind of thing. And uh, again, you know, houseboat in Spain and all that. And uh, so she was like, I couldn't get the boots to, to fasten or with yeah. my boot or the shoe or the lace. I can't even remember. But she was just giving me a hard time. She's like, your mother always told me, you don't clean your rule. And you don't never spit the tears. And I was like, what is he? I don't even know what she's saying. And I don't even know if the Scottish accent or not. But I was like, remember, I, I felt like self-conscious. You said she was Irish, so now she's Scottish? Well, she's kind of, she was Scottish, but it was like, it was an Irish twinge, maybe. Okay. You know? No, not understand. Maybe her father's side was Scottish, and her mother's side was Irish. I always say, and I could be wrong, and, you know, not trying to offend anybody, because, you know, it's, it's, we don't take no, it all that seriously. No, offend away, seriously. But... The sky has got very thick in there, like you know, like like Shrek. Shrek has oh, got yeah, very yeah, thick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Irish are very floaty and lovely. But if you put it together, then they've got a little bit. Yeah, there is a little bit more of a in the Scottish, and a little bit more. Hey, that's she, 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 You know what I'm saying with the Irish? No, I got you. The quintessential Irishman, Irish true in emerald green. Erin Garbra. I once pretended I was an Irish guy for like weeks. Weeks to try to impress this girl and her friends because they met me on a drunken evening, and I just shot it up to the balcony above and I said, "Ah, oh, I did, I did, you know." <laughs> they thought I was Irish, and my friend came in on the joke, but he wasn't. His Irish was horrible. Like mine was like straightforward. Like I was actually, I did a little bit of the Eddie Vedder thing, so I was like, uh, "Yeah, County Cork, uh, Dublin," you know. But I did like, I said County Cork because that's a town that maybe not. People are going to think Dublin right off the bat. They're yeah. going to think something well-known, you know, a place mm-hmm. well-known. They're not going to go like, well, County Cork, he doesn't know. I just he, That's a random, who would live there? So they really thought I was Irish, or they were playing along at least. All right, were you, but see, 
I guess to me, an Eddie Vedder Irish would be Mickey from Snatch. It's not for me, it's for my ma. It's not for me, no, but yeah, but you got you to gotta get it all down here, you know what I'm saying? Because when he's getting ready to do something, you know what I'm saying? All right, ladies and gentlemen, Chicago, you know, it's, I don't know, it's like he's got that, that deepness, you know? He's in so that his would be throat. an audible kind of, here's it all, who dogs? You like, do you like digs? You like digs? <laughs> do you like dogs? digs? I like dogs. Yeah, something like that. Oh, you mean dogs. Dogs. <laughs> What are we talking about? Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. 20th anniversary last year. So this year, I guess, coming up on its 21st anniversary. I'm right. And I just never got around to it. So I've always wanted to talk about this movie on the podcast because mm-hmm. I love Tim Burton. I love Tim Burton, too. And um, you and I both know that we love 1989 Batman. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the 1989 Batman hoodie right now. I love it. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to watch a Warner Brothers movie, you got to wear a Warner Brothers ball cap. That's for the folks that actually had the VHS. They know what I'm talking about. I know. If you don't, don't you, you miss those things. I fucking love the, that shit, dude. In the beginning, dude. Like you get none of it no more. That diet. Co- First of all, it started off with a diet coke commercial with Alfred. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, you googs. And then it finished, and, and that's actually funny. We're talking about Michael Goff's Alfred because he's he shows up in this movie too. But uh, then it goes to the Looney Tunes intro. And if you don't know, kiddies, again. You gooks. Like I said, but a lot of movies had it. Not just this one. They would have just different little hints in it. And now the only thing that we have in the beginning of a movie is all around you. That's right. (laughs) You know what's funny about that? Can I just get into this real quick? We'll talk about the movie at some point. So my wife and I had a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where every time... Glad to see that you guys still have a thing. (laughs) Did I say had? Uh, we had a thing when we were together. Um, no, but in the, we, when we when we were going to movies a lot before mm-hmm. Zev, um, that commercial come out with all the balls bouncing around. And I just one day, I just out of the blue, I just whispered in her. I was like, I just came, and it became a thing that I had to like keep saying because it was so funny the first time. So then every time we'd see it, all around you, I just came. You know what I mean? So it, just, you know, so it was just something we did. And then it got to the point where I would pretend to be busy, like looking for my wallet or looking for my thing, my thing, or looking for, you know, a copy of John Carpenter's The Thing. And then, and then I'd be like, I'd, I'd, she, I would make it look like I, I, was, I wasn't going to do it. Like I wasn't going to, like I was going to forget. You know yeah. what I mean? Months and months of years would go by and I would, I would never forget. I'd always make it look like I was about to be like, oh, shit. She was like, and she'd look at me waiting for it. And right at the last minute, it'd be like, oh, all right. I just came. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it would just, it always worked. Um, until probably about a year ago, I actually did forget because, you know, we were out on a date because somebody had our, was watching our boy yeah. and we were both just lethargic, exhausted parents trying to have fun on a date night, but just like thinking about our kid, we couldn't wait to get back mm-hmm. to him. And it came on. It was like, all around you. Oh shit, I just came. <laughs> yeah, it was like too late, you know? <laughs> so I'm just saying that being you know that being said, that no that's that's funny because I I think of the same kind of thing at um, movie theaters because of Dane Cook every time I step on the sticky floor like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody does and that's just the truth that's um, why that bit works because I think everybody thinks about that like when you feel that stickiness that sticky substance under your shoe you go it's probably gum but it might be gum. Yeah. But I mean, and it's, that should be the slogan. <laughs> it's probably gum, but it might be cum. 
them. And you know it's probably soda too. Like just somebody just right. kicked the drink over and or soda. Why? You know, I, gum would you would be stuck to it. But like my the, mind that, always right. goes to the gutter. You know. No, I think you were going for the rhyme with the gum. That's why I, I said. I know. I know. Like the soda was. It's like. It's probably soda, but it might be cum. It doesn't have the same <laughs> it have the, it have the same, same feel to it. So, <laughs> but Sleepy Hollow though. Sleepy Hollow. Um, it's rated R. One of two rated R movies by Tim Burton. I think. I think the other one is the Barber Street. Bar- oh yeah. Barbering around. I don't think I've ever actually seen that. Really, in its you've entirety. never seen Sweeney Todd. No. Sweeney, Sweeney, scene, and Sweeney Todd. I like musicals. Mm-hmm. I do. And I like Tim Burton a lot. And yeah. I like Johnny Depp a lot. A dark musical is great. I, I love seeing Tim Burton and Johnny Depp together. I don't know why I haven't seen it all the way through then. I've seen all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, even though Tim Burton didn't do those. <laughs> but I've seen, like, I'm not like an, like, I love, I even like Nick of Time with Johnny Depp. When he's got to, like, save his daughter. Oh, yeah. And, like, be involved in a presidential assassination. And it's it's a bad movie. But it's... It's fun, you know? mm-hmm. or even Ninth Gate, Roman Polanski. Johnny Ninth Depp. Gate was such a weird film, though. Secret Window. Mm-hmm. I like Secret Window. So I'm a, I'm a loyalist. I like all of Depp's movies for the most part. Yeah. Um. So I don't know why I wouldn't have seen that one. He's singing. He's collaborating. He's got a nice fancy hairdo, a Corella Deville like hairdo. I don't know why I didn't fuck with it. I think I've watched every other one. Like Ed Wood. I loved him in Ed Wood. I loved him in uh, Corpse Bride. Edward Scissorhands and Edward Scissorhands, of course. We're gonna be doing Edward Scissorhands coming up. All right, thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, but it's good. But this one, I actually saw this in theaters. Loved it the first time I saw it. I was actually surprised by the gore because, again, I'd grown up on like the '89 Batman, the mm-hmm. 1992 Batman, the Beetlejuices, um, and so, so even though it seems like Tim Burton should do horror, it still seemed a little out of place because he hadn't. He's done. He had done like quasi borderline horror, like spooky kind of stuff. Yeah, Just spooky fun stuff. Nothing really over the top horror. And this has this has some blood. This has people. Done. I think the body counts like nineteen people or something. He doesn't go overtly gore either, though. In it, like I so, no, like the heads get cut off, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, there's no like blood squirt or anything like that. But the blood in it is very over the top, like really bright red because it's like oh, the only it. like shade that's totally different like trivia they sh- okay. so they use like a blue filter to catch the darker tone oh wow they were shooting the film the entirety of the film and so the blood actually had to be neon orange to have that like red effect to have to, yeah to have the red effect wow isn't that neat that is neat so everyone's i would like to see a behind the scenes picture of everybody covered in like the neon orange blood yeah you know be kind of cool like an alien film yeah but what is this movie about like if somebody found you <laughs> in the ditch by your car because you had just <laughs> murdered Swamp Thing and you're waiting on a ride because your car's stuck and they say, hey, Jimmy Golden Cadillac Johnson, I'm sorry to hear about your car, but have you seen Sleepy Hollow? Why, yes, I have. What's it about? It's about a New York inspector who comes to a small town to investigate Decapitations. Decapitations. Um, but while he's there, finds out that it's more of a supernatural decapitation mm. than it is from a natural. headless horseman. Mm-hmm. Now, did you, were you a fan of the Disney adaptation? Because me and the Monomoto talked about this. This is based off of the... The Ichabod Crane, Ichabod right? Crane, headless horseman, Legend of Sleepy Hollow thing. I've never seen the Disney adaptation. I don't think I have either. I, I feel like I have. Like I have vague memories of, of like, I, I can see it. I can, I can see, see the visual. Too. I can see the cover. I can see yeah. all of it. 
But I'm like, maybe that's all I've seen so far is like trailers or pieces of it. I don't think I've ever actually seen it, seen it. But doesn't this seem like a property that Tim Burton should adapt? Like this is this is such a this is such a Tim Burton style mm-hmm. story. You yeah. know what I mean? In its folklore and and the style of it and the, the look of it. Yeah, it, and it was, and it was good. They actually did a TV show too a couple years ago that was pretty decent to start off with. Oh yeah, was that on Fox? Mm-hmm. Short lived. Yeah, it was short lived. But um, it was modern day, right? Yeah, Ichabod is like somehow time travels to the future. And so it's him in current. Helping um, uh, modern detectives solve yeah. crimes. Interesting. But is there a headless horseman that travels yeah. too? Oh. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like he's connected to the spirit of that. Oh, that's interesting. The headless horseman. So when the headless horseman is resurrected, so is Ichabod. There was like another show with like Jack the Ripper back in the day where Jack the Ripper was like, came to like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then Sherlock Holmes or something also came to the 80s and had to like track down. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Jack the Ripper. I don't be, know. I don't cool. remember. I don't remember what it's called. Was it a movie or a TV movie or something? Speaking of Jack the Ripper, From mm-hmm. Hell was a good movie with Johnny From Depp too. From Hell was also a good Johnny Depp movie. That was Alan Moore. The good thing about that one is there was, there was actually a little bit of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. This one, Sleepy Hollow, if, if it has any suffering in it or any grievances from me, mm-hmm. it's probably that there just isn't enough nipplage. You know? There's we, a lot of bosom. A lot of bosom, a lot of clivage, but not a, not, a, not a lot of, in fact, no, none. No nipplage. <laughs> none. None. Whatsoever. Whatsoever. Aha! You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just feel like it could have benefited from a little bit of that Miranda Richardson, the corset that she was in. Mm-hmm. That thing was just begging to <laughs> pop out some nipples. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I think if you, if you, I think if you took somebody that had never seen this movie before, or even never seen a movie before, we would park our cars in the same garage in the in only in the thought of thinking. Well, that lady's corset, those bosoms are about to just pop out. You know what I'm saying? What is it about, you know, because it's October, what Mm -hmm. is it about horror films and boobs that go together? I don't know what it is. Because it seems like if you do a horror film, there has to be at least one shot somewhere throughout the film. Gratuitous. Absolutely. And I think that's always just been part of it. I think a lot of that comes from just our generation. Mm -hmm. Because I think... Let me backtrack, actually. I don't know if that's right. I was going to say it's from our generation with the 80s and the, the 80s uh, horror renaissance where it was like 80s, was, 80s horror was just all the rage. Like they were making horror movies faster than they could make them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they were just popping them out left and right. Not even talking about Jason and Freddy or Hellraiser or the popular ones, but they were just like slasher films, demon films, all kinds of shit was just coming just out. Just random stuff random. too. Random. And then tits, it was like always that horror, smut, tits, pulp, gore, blood. But yeah. it, it almost always, the 80s ones always seemed like a PSA too. Like yes. people who drunk, did drugs, right. or had sex. Right. They're the ones who were going to get it. They were going to, they were going to get it. Um, it. It was always like, like the virgin at the very mm-hmm. end that would, that would make it. That She'd save it. the day somehow mm-hmm. with one of the nerds, but he might get it too. You know what <laughs> I mean? But, uh, but I think also maybe some of the lust factor comes in from vampires because you know, that they're seducing their prey in a way. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes back to Dracula. I guess that could Dracula. understand like a vampire film with that. Right. So. But even Elvira, we had Elvira growing up and she had the, you know, mm-hmm. the good junk, you know? 
And but why? You know, she it could have been Roddy McDowell from Fright Night, but no, it was Elvira. You know, so I don't know. I think I think it really is just maybe what we grew up on that we just we associate that with that, and I think people just saw that and maybe they're just repeating it. Yeah, they just they just put it in there. Whereas, but like Tim, I said, Tim Burton doesn't. I mean, he, he didn't. Um, and any even with Sweeney Todd being more of a horror film, same thing. It's same thing. He kind of stuck to. The, it's the really just rated game. R for the violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually no language really in it either. No, there's no bad language. Um, and they don't spare anybody. Like when the people get killed, they get killed. And even kids. Mm-hmm. There's a, They don't show it, but a kid gets snatched up. And we can only assume his head's been decapitated because yeah. he's in the bag of heads. It's just left to our imagination. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So they don't, um, they don't spare anybody just based on, you know. Oh, he's a kid, you know, we'll just spare him. Just kill the parents. You know, why those people would still stay in that town after so many people were getting slaughtered, I don't know. And it's a small town. I mean, in, in its olden days, where are they going to go? That's true. But that's just my point. It is olden days. You can yeah. go anywhere. It's true. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's, there's tons of land, as Lex Luthor's dad always says. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Lex Luthor's dad knows, too. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. They're not making new land, son. Right, they're not making <laughs> new land. Um, but Ichabod Crane, like you said, comes to the town of Sleepy Hollow to investigate. And yeah. I like Johnny Depp's portrayal of him. I like him as like the uptight, squeamish, kind of nerdy. Um, yeah, like neurotic. Neurotic. Yeah. I, I do too. But he's not like full-blown like Sherlock Holmes, like not figuring shit out right away. Mm-mm. He's got some gadgets. He's smart. He's like pouring like powder on the severed head uh, on the body. And like, oh, there's a chemical reaction, you know? Yeah. How do you, how do you like him in this? I like him a lot in yeah. this. Like you said, it, he's... He faints a lot. <laughs> he does faint a lot. But he also seems like he's super far advanced. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, for Sherlock, Sherlock had, a, I think, a hard time adapting to the new. Like he right. he was smart, but he had a hard time adapting to the, the new change of things. He kind right. of knew his way. Um, whereas Ichabod likes the new change of things. That's... That's why that's why he's kind of sent to um, Sleepy Hollow in the beginning is because New York doesn't want him because they know that he's too progressive for right. what they're trying to they're do. They're just locking their people up without even looking at all the evidence. Yeah, and he wants to use science and 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 use evidence to find the perpetrator, but also um, get behind the motives and the reasoning behind the crime. Mm-hmm. And he dismisses this 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 lore of a headless horseman almost immediately. Now he meets like a great su- supporting cast: Michael Gambon, or Gambon Gabon, uh, Michael Goff, our Alfred, aforementioned from the '89 Batman movie. Um, I think even fucking uh, the Emperor from Star Wars is in the mix. Yeah, he is. And uh, Jeffrey Jones, Jeffrey, I touch kids Jones from Ferris Bueller. Um, sorry, but it is what it is. He's in the mix, playing a pastor, believe it or not, or a reverend. Um, I just can't, I can't forgive him for that. You know what I mean? Like he got arrested for that shit back in the day. And like, it's great, but I still like seeing him in movies. Cause I mean, I grew up with him as the dad in Beetlejuice, but every time I see him in a movie, I'm like Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah. He, he's grew up in so much stuff. Howard the Duck, like everything you've yeah. seen him in. Now I, I will admit, and I felt bad for it for like the longest time. Um, not that I know either one of them personally, but right. like. I'd always get him in that story confused with John Lithgow. That's why I was kind of like, which one is which? But I mean, Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't John but, Lithgow. Yeah, but it was because, you know, because you see him still predominantly doing I feel like had that Lithgow, stuff, if that happened to Lithgow, it would have been a bigger deal, too. And that mm-hmm. sucks. But it just it like, because Jeffrey Jones wasn't as much. He's more of a character actor and, and less of a leading man type thing. Whereas yeah. Lithgow was like kind of a big deal back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like we more people would have heard of that. Yeah. I only knew about it because because I read up on that kind of shit, and I was like, I do too. You just you like, run what? across an article sometime, right. and you're like, like what? what? Jeffrey Jones, the dad from, and that's what they did too. They were like the principal from Ferris Bueller, child pornography. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's crazy. I know. It's more horrifying than a headless horseman. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But you got tons of actors in this film. Such a great supporting cast. Miranda Richardson, I can't place her from anything else, but she's great in this. Christina Ricci. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you about this for a second. Okay. Christina Ricci. She's considerably young in this movie. Yeah. How much younger was she than Johnny Depp at the time? Pretty young, right? Like she, she's kind of the love interest, but it's kind of weird. Well, she's born in 1980, and he's 1960, right? Because he's in his 50s now. Yeah, yeah. So a so good 20 year difference. What 40? So she was she like, just turned 40 this year. Yeah. So, so at 1999, she was. You're the math guy. Well, if she's 40. She would have been 21. Okay. 20, okay. No, so I 19. Guess, I guess that's not it. Mm, yeah, it's a little. It's skating on ice. <laughs> it's she, skating she on would ice. Have been, she would have been 19. And some motherfuckers <laughs> are always trying to skate ice, skate a pill. And I'm just saying. But, but I think he said that in an interview that he felt weird being across the camera from her because he 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 was he knew her from like, I guess their families knew each other. And so he knew her since she was like eight, eight or and nine. And he looks young. Yeah. Um. But wasn't she... No, that was Juliette Lewis, I think. Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas. She did show up in, in Fear and Loathing. Okay. Yep, good call. Um, Super young. Yeah, with, with him too. Just a but, few years before that. But it, it's it's weird because Hollywood does that a lot. They like, do that a shit ton. It's, Especially with like Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, And it's not just Tom Cruise though. You know, they pick a... You know, I always... 20-year-old actress, 19-year-old actress to be the love interest for a 50-year-old dude. Yeah, and, and but they I don't, don't do it. it. They don't do it the other way around. And mm-hmm. why not? Because they, they should. And if they do, then it's it's Stifler with um or Stifler's right. mom, and it's with, like super over the top, like and yeah, they make a lampoon out of it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like it. And I, I don't know. I think it's just stupid. Why can't we just? Yeah. Is there not any young leading men? Right. In Throw Zac Efron in there and have him bang the shit out of Meryl Streep. Any takers? Anybody? Bueller? Anyone? <laughs> I think I think that's why I always like the Adam Sandler stuff deal. Yeah, because most of the people that he pairs himself with as the love interest is usually close in a couple years. Like it's not like he's not trying to hit on some twenty year old girl. Like she is, she may be in the film, but she's not the one that he's going after. He pairs himself up with like Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of from the same you know generation, and it it works a little bit better. And I I think it works better when you do that because I start to play the numbers game a lot too. Yeah. Like Dick Van Dyke is what a hundred, and his wife's like forty five right now. So that means she was born. Come on, what is she when doing? When he was fifty, what is she doing? And I would say probably Depp is probably thirties, right there in ninety nine. Isn't it crazy though? That these yeah. guys are getting older, and then we're getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that happens. I know, you but get older. I, I get know older. you get older. I get older. I get a car. Yeah, I got a car. You get a car. <laughs> you know, but it's, it still trips me out. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it's just, just such a fucking weird, trippy thing, especially when people die and you're like, I'm like, what? He was that old? You know, and then and then meanwhile, people like William Shatner, they're like nine years old and they're still doing conventions. Yeah. And or like, Betty White, who just pops up randomly like every 200 year. She's like 200 years old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that, speaking of which, Christopher Walken mm-hmm. hasn't aged a day. I no. feel like he looks just like he did in, like, seriously, he looks like he does today, like just on the streets. In this movie. He does. He looks ghoulish. (laughs) 
Him and Willem Dafoe had that same kind of like, we're just turning into gargoyles. As we get older, we're just going to turn into gargoyles. You better, you better make stone statues out of us or watch out when the sun comes up. We're going to turn into stone if anyone's seen the animated <laughs> series. Um, yeah, I just... I think the only thing that's changed is probably hair color. You're right. Because like their, their face facial features seem to have just stayed throughout the same year. But like Steve Harvey was like that. For, not Steve Harvey. Steve um, Harvey, yeah. Steve well. Martin was oh, that yeah. way. Because, you know, he went white early, but he's yeah. in his 20s with white hair. Right. And so he's kind of stayed the that same look right. throughout his years because of that. Chris Walken. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Chris Walken movie? Mm. He's got a lot of good ones. He does have a lot of good ones. But he's also this got a lot of... This is not one of them. Like, I actually forgot he was in it because he doesn't have any lines. It's yeah, interesting yeah. that they even picked him to play the Headless Horseman. He... It's very like a flashback scene. Yeah. And and at the end, when he gets his head the, back. And at the end. Yeah, that, that's it. Um, but you can tell the, the struggle when he goes, yeah. when he's trying to say, Shh, because of the fake the teeth in yeah. all of his mouth. Um, I don't know. I, I like him in offbeat, like Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, he's good in that. Just because he's so offbeat of... That's like, his brand kind of, yeah. isn't it? It is. And I just, I'll always love him as Max Shrek in Batman Returns. Yeah. I just, I know all of his lines in that movie because I've just seen it so many times, but he's, he's just so good in it. Dad. You know? I love how the, the kid playing his dad like does oh, a yeah, walking impression. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Nothing surprises me except for your late mother. Bottom line, she tries to blackmail me. I'll drop out a higher window. In the meantime, I've got better fish to fry, you know? <laughs> He's so good in it. He is. Crime boss. Shows what you know. <laughs> if his parents had an 86 him, you two might have been bunkmates at prep school, you know? Mm-hmm. So good. He is. It, it, I think It's a sad that he doesn't have lines. It would have been interesting to see him have some lines in this. I mean, I kind of understand why they didn't. It's a two-hour movie, straightforward. It doesn't fuck around. It's, you know, um, it's paced really well. It is. They, the story is succinct and to the point but that being said it would, would have been kind of nice to see maybe a little bit more from him mm-hmm. you know rather than just but ray park plays the does the headless hortman stunts i don't know if you knew that ray i did park, not know yeah. that I mean, but i know that he does Darth Maul himself he he does so much like so much you know you see him in that but then he's also like you said darth maul um toad and, um, oh, I can't think of his name right now from G.I. Joe. Oh, Snake Eyes? Yeah, Snake Eyes, too. You know, it just, he plays so many, like, he's a stuntman, but he also plays all of these, like, high-profile characters and stuff that don't really have, like, his facial features. <laughs> and so, it's just, it's good stuff, though. I like him. I like, uh, well, I like you. I like you. And uh, almost 40 minutes in. All right, and we're well, talking about Sleepy Hollow. We're talking about Sleepy Hollow, kids. Call in at one eight hundred. Time me up if you guys have any questions. Um, and it's a pretty straightforward film. It's so a it's, pretty it's, straightforward it's, it's film. To... Casper Van Dien shows up for a good time. Yeah, what happened to him? He seemed like he had a promising know, career for about two or three years there, and then just for me, for my money, it doesn't get any better than Starship Troopers. Yeah, you know what I mean, now anybody could probably play. What I like about Casper Van Dien is that he's kind of got the face of a movie star from like the 90s and should always be there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so the fact that he shows up in this for a good time, it's great. He even like 
like injured his hand severely in one of the fight scenes, but he just kept going because he didn't want his scene to be cut. So like that, I mean, he's got temerity, he's got tenacity, you know what I'm saying? So I've always kind of liked him for stuff like that, you know, Um, just a guy that kind of shows up even in like low budget movies and he shows up and you're like, okay, it might be actually kind of fun watching because he's in Mm -hmm. it and he gives it a little bit of extra grit. Yeah, because he came back for what, Starship Troopers 3? I think he came back for... All, maybe more than, I thought he was in all of the sequels. I didn't think he was in the second one. I think oh, the second maybe. one it was just. Um, I know he was in the bi- teacher. I think he was in Bikini Car Wash Four. Is it messed up that Christina Ricci has always been kind of attractive to me? No, because I mean, even from her days as Wednesday, and let me paraphrase, because I grew up with her. So same, I grew up. So I grew up here. watching her. So as I was her age, because she's only like a, two years older than me. She's, a, yeah, yeah, like I said, nineteen eighty. So just told everybody how old I am. I she's four years that. older than me. So yeah, but I mean, yeah. she's 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 in our age. We grew range. up with her, um, and, and and my wife kind of gave her a hard time for the forehead thing. But I like the she does the bangs, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. But women do that. They for, t- they tear each other down. For me, that's jealousy. <laughs> just straight jealousy. <laughs> For me, I, I've her and Alyssa Milano have always been like my first crushes. Okay, but like you said, because it's growing now, did up you in grow that up, era. So Alyssa Milano for you would have been what Power Rangers? No, she was never in Power Rangers. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> in my world, in Nick Stevens' world, she was the Pink Ranger, but it was some other chick. Um, um it would have had to be probably through who's the who's boss. the boss? Yeah. yeah, okay. Because I didn't remember that she was in Commando until later when I saw Commando. But right. by that time, she was a kid, so like, yeah, you know, like. And then my sister had this VHS like um, <laughs> of Alyssa Milano um, like doing like she was a teenager at the time, but it was like a fitness, you know, because right. everybody had their own fitness like VHS at that time. And my sister had that. So. See, for me, it was Christina Ricci for sure. I kind of grew up and watching so, her. Mm-hmm. I think Christy Swanson also from Buffy later on. Oh, yeah. And even Christina Ricci showed back up for that werewolf movie that was Craven one. Oh, yeah. I watched it because it was Cursed, her. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only stopped following Christina Ricci like shortly after Speed Racer because then she just started doing like weird stuff after that. But she was doing like a lot of like... I like Speed Racer. Fun kind of movies. Yeah. Well, I like Speed Racer too. I like it for Ricci. Yeah. yeah. I, li- I like it as a as a kid's movie. I, I don't like it like wasn't to be take itself too seriously kind of thing like right. that. So um. I mean, she's fantastic as Wednesday. If you, mm-hmm. if you rewatch those family... First of all, everybody's fantastic. The casting in those family Adams yeah. movies... Family Adams, Adams Family movies <laughs> are fucking amazing. But she's like kind of subpar in this for some reason. I don't know if it's her character that doesn't have enough to do, if it's her acting. She's just kind of there a little bit, right? Yeah, she is. She she would do better to have more of the script to eat up off. Yeah. Um, so right after this, around that same time, she did 200 cigarettes with that, you know, the big cast of everybody. Right, right, right. Every night. And there, you know, she's just a foul mouth New Yorker like, right. and like, but she ate that role up. So it's like, it's not like she didn't have the acting chops to do something. Because like she said, you've yeah. seen her Wednesday. And and she should have done something, I don't know. I guess coming up as a child actor, mm-hmm. you know, she was in a lot of shit in the 90s. Yeah. And then, like, because she was our age. And then kind of growing up, I guess she was to, kind of hard to find her footing, you know? Yeah. And then she she went full nipplage in uh, Black Snake Moan. Mm-hmm. Now that changed everything. You know, because here I am, I grew up with her, watching her as Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Then I see her in Black Snake Moan. 
And let me tell you, there's no black snakes moaning. The title <laughs> is misleading. It's actually kind of a very dark movie. It is. Like, he's like a therapist, but like, just in a crazy way. Like, a th- Yeah, if a therapist chains you up in his house kind of thing. Sure. Yeah, but what I'm saying, for the most part... She's got to get clean, he tri- right? He tried to help her. He like, did. He it tried It wasn't to help like her. he was... Just, he wasn't taking advantage of her. No. Trying not to, even yeah. though she tried to take advantage of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the black snake that moaned. <laughs> if we recast this movie. Casting call. We're going to recast the movie now. Let's just say like somebody had to redo okay. this movie today. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing about when I watch this movie, it's good. I still like it. But I kind of wish we could see a redo. Okay. You know? Like yeah. a revamp or a reboot, if you will. So we do this thing on the show every now and then, kitties. Every now we, and where then. Where we recast the movie. We, we used to do it Casting every single episode. Call. Right. And, 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 and it just kind of didn't click all the time. Or sometimes we'd watch something the cast was so perfect. Or sometimes we'd just be so lazy we just forgot to do it all together. So, and then we're on the fly trying to be like, yeah, I would use. I'd use Gerard Tepardu. Remember that kid who played in that movie in the 80s just that one time? Just that one time. (laughs) Remember that guy? So here we go, kids. We're pulling our recast from time and space across all mediums and spectrums. Okay. Okay. What do you got? First of all, where are you starting? Let's... Let's finish with Ichabod. Let's finish with Ichabod and and Katrina. Okay. So I will start with Brom because I did Brom too. Oh, Casper Von Dien. Casper Von Dien. Um, Dean, like, Dean, like, oh, right? It's Dean, isn't it? Dean. Oh, isn't it Dean? I don't know. Casper Van Dean, like D I E N. Probably, you're probably right. I, don't know. I thought you were saying Dean, like. I did say Dean, but I don't know. Like the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> they are damn good sausages. Let me tell you, they, they pop up any breakfast uh, if you're trying. Or dinner. Or, or dinner. Or lunch. <laughs> yeah, you, you can want. have it. Sausage in the morning, <laughs> sausage in the evening, sausage at supper time. That's what she was going for in Black Snake Mode. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's where we are, kids. Uh, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Really? Hank, I would put him as Brom. Okay, I like it. You kind of, yeah, because yeah, he's cause got the same chisel. He's got. He had the chisel chin. By the way, I also kind of appreciated when, when Casper Van Dien played the trick on Ichabod in the movie mm-hmm. and like threw the pumpkin at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And had like the fake headless body to kind of play a trick, a trick on him, you know? Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. I thought that was also giving a little bit of homage to, I guess, the mythos of it all, you know? Because we don't see him wearing the pumpkin, but I want to say like, that's what I, rem- I remember that from. Yeah, wearing the pumpkin or, or carrying. Carrying Mary. the pumpkin. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. isn't that where pumpkins come from? Yeah, the jack and jack and lantern. I don't know if it's where it comes from. No, probably not. But they they did it that way because he wore it because of the fact that he didn't have a head, so he used the jack and lantern to see. Okay, I like Whereas it. This one just kind of just knows. I didn't recast Brahms' character, so I don't have a Casper That's okay. replacement. But I did have an idea. Um, I thought if we redo this movie, if Nick Stevens was was going to redo this movie, mm-hmm. I would want a narrator. I want a narrator to kind of okay. tell the story. You know, um, so that so that we're not just thrust into it immediately, but it is more like a fable unfolding before our eyes. And the voice I would want behind that narration is none other than Mister Keith David himself. Okay, just opening us up to in 1779. You know what I'm saying? Like just like 
down a sleepy hollow. You know, if anybody wrote a, wrote a book about your life, would anybody want to read it? You know, that voice, you know, I love as it. As deep as it is, Keith. Dave. Because I, look, I don't just. I had two other love. names in my head that, that you possibly would have cho- chose, but go ahead. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like who? <laughs> I was thinking, first I was thinking Morgan Freeman, but that would change the whole dynamic of it. Yeah. This is Morgan Freeman. Right. Narrow, narrow game. I um, don't know which one came first, sleepy or hollow. But then yeah. I was also thinking Sir Michael Caine because of he has that kind of flow that would be able to tell a story. Hello. <laughs> Michael Caine. But you don't just love Keith And the David. town of Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't just love Keith David. I fuck. I fuck. I fucking love Keith David. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, who's your next guy? Um, the next guy's a girl. Ooh. Um, the Lady Van Tassel. Lady um, Van Tassel or the Tassel? She got tassel. the Tassel. Yeah, she's she, something like she that. She did not have any Tassels in this movie. But I figured her being... Um, one of the primary villains of the film. I mean, I know we didn't dive into that. But. We didn't dive into this film really at all, did we? <laughs> no, but that's the, okay. The wardrobe was great. Uh, the cinematography was great. The the tone, the look of it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was it really was a fun, a fun movie in a way. Yeah, and I would I would <laughs> choose now Michelle Pfeiffer. Now Michelle Pfeiffer. So you would choose now Michelle Pfeiffer as Lady Von Tassel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a little older, but still menacing. Yeah. Still a little bit of still some sex appeal. Mm-hmm. That, that's what that's what I was saying. Like, cause I she's she's I guess always. What had is that. it about that Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> is it the Catwoman? Is that why we're smitten? Because people say Scarface, but I always forget about Scarface. I forget about Scarface too. Because I've me, never seen Scarface. Um, you're not missing anything, and I and, I and I'll say it again. You're not missing anything. There's people that love that movie. They they hang up the posters in the college dorm rooms. I fucking love Scarface. And it could be Catwoman. It's fine, but it's not a. It's not the best movie of all time. Yeah. She was in Greece too. She was in Greece too. She was fun I mean, in that. That, that, that. I mean, that wasn't a great movie either. But you know, like you said, for she's me, fun in that. for me, it's married to the mob and Catwoman. Okay, it's married mm-hmm. to the mob and Batman Returns. That's my Michelle Pfeiffer. You know but what I mean? but like I said, even as she got older with um oh what lies beneath maybe yeah, that's that's Come what I was on. thinking. That's, this is us with Bruce Willis, um, White Stardust. Sir sure, Stardust, I'll watch that again. She was the and I actually started watching on Netflix. She was the witch in that. She but, was the witch. She, she was older in that, so that's what I'm saying. She could kind of fit that character. Cool um and having more of that kind of sex I 100% to it, so. agree. I had Julianne Moore, so I think we were both oh, going yeah. for a similar <laughs> one is is has a lot of sex appeal from us growing up. Mm-hmm. The other, no matter how old she gets, takes her top off and just she just <laughs> Julianne Moore will just not stop doing sex scenes and I love that tenacity and that determination. You know what I'm saying? I fucking love it. I don't just love Julianne Moore. But I love it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I was going with that. I like it. Yeah. Um, My next, I recast the Horseman. Horseman. Who you got for the Horseman? Um, I'm gonna bring back an original cast member. Okay. I'm gonna put Johnny Depp as the Horseman. Johnny Depp now. Johnny Depp now playing the Horseman, the old switcheroo. Mm -hmm. You do the you you do the 360 on me. (laughs) It's a 180, you Sicilian schmuck. If I did a 180, if I did a 360, <laughs> I'd end up right where I started. What? Trust me. It's from Last Action Hero, kids. Yeah. Yo, Googs. No, I like that. That's a good pick. And so I thought he would do really well as, especially now. Especially like as, now. As, as an older 
Especially now. I don't think I, uh, I didn't cast a horseman. Which, shit. I like should I said, have. Because he's mean, kind of a, I should, let me just try it on the spot. No, I can't think of it right now. I don't know what I'm drawing a blank. That's okay. But it would have to be somebody menacing. So when we do see his head come back, if we go that route, yeah. I, by the way, that scene when his head grows back, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Still amazing. It is when the face is growing, the eyes, and you just see like the sinew and the tissue and everything. Oh my god. It's awesome. It's a good scene. But I ain't got nothing. That's okay. Maybe Willem Dafoe to throw him in there. Just throw him in there. Just throw him in there. <laughs> Spider-Man. Right. Avenge me. You know. I like it. Yeah. He might you know, he would pull off there. He he always just has that menacing. Yeah. I mean, you could see him like walking down the street like, oh, let's yeah, go the other way. For real. <laughs> I like it. So I have the top two. Oh, who's your Katrina? Um, but do you have anybody else? No. Okay. I just have I just had so I really just recast. I did a narrator. And a recast. I recast uh, those two. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually kept Christina Ricci. Mm. And a current Christina Ricci now. Yeah, current. Um, and give her give her a second chance. Okay. She's forty. So I mean. No, I like it. That's good. Um, I had Journey Smollett, who played Black Canary in Birds of Prey, and she's in that Lovecraft Country show. Okay. So I really love her, and I think she'd be fun. But then I was thinking it would also kind of be cool to gender bend the Ichabod Crane character uh, and maybe have someone like her in there. Okay. But then I was also thinking like, I like Journey Smollett a lot, but I also liked Haley Stanfield as a, as a, as a, as a, as a female Ichabod Crane, you know, cause I was looking through like female actresses on IMDb and I was like, I'd like to see her in it. And then I imagined like a Journey Smollett and Haley Stanfield romance. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie just took a turn. <laughs> sleepy, <laughs> sleepy hollow. <laughs> Is not sleepy anymore. But if we merge our castings, it would be kind of fun to have uh, all the Tim Burton alumni show up, right? So yeah. maybe we could have Danny DeVito show up as one of the older, you know, townsmen. You know, he could be the priest. He could be yeah, dad, or somebody. Yeah. And then maybe we could have Michael Keaton show up as the horseman. Oh, you know, yeah. or Christopher Walken could stay somewhere in the mix. I don't know. I don't even know if he's doing much acting anymore. I think he's kind of getting up there. But Michael Keaton could come back as a, I feel like Michael Keaton's having like a renaissance. Mm-hmm. The last couple he of years, is. so he could come back as like the horseman would be kind of cool. You yeah, know, keep Michelle Pfeiffer, keep Christina Ricci, all of that. You know, I like that. I like that. I think we did a good little recast here. Yeah, I I will say I had. Oh, an, who's your Ichabod? I had an Ichabod, um, and only because of that show on Amazon he's done. I think Orlando Bloom could pull off an Ichabod because of the way he was in that. Oh, show I could on see Amazon. that. I could see that. Um, and age wise, with Christina Ricci. Orlando and, and Hank, they're all probably a few years apart because he's 83. They're kind of in that 80. swirl. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I like it. And so um, I think that they could pull off of the age-wise. If so. they play, if they all have a party, right, mm-hmm. at somebody's house, and then somebody turns off the lights and you hear, it's time to play who's in my mouth. It's <laughs> Nothing's going to get, no one's going to get arrested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everybody, for the most part, is... Is the same age. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Anyway. I had a buddy. Well, he's, he's still friends. He hasn't left this earth. He hasn't shifted off of his mortal coil. But we're still friends to this day. But he would say that shit all the time. And he just his orientation happened to, he happened to play for the other team. And uh, we'd, we'd all be hanging out drinking. 
Actually, he never really drank. We'd always be drinking. Maybe he was just waiting kind of to see which one of us would. But, but he would say that shit. I was like, all right, let's just turn the lights off and play Who's in My Mouth. You know, And that shit killed me. You know what I'm saying? When I first heard that, so I didn't want to take credit for that. That was from him. So I don't know. Maybe he heard it from somebody. If you're out there, Donnie, I love you. you Is it, rate do, it? do you have any favorite scenes before we rate it? I kind of touched on mine, I think. I think, I think the... Um one of my favorite scenes is Casper and the Headless Horseman fighting mm-hmm. and then Johnny Depp's realization of he's not after you. Like there's a specific reason this right. horseman is doing what he's right, right, doing. Right, 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 um, But at that point, it's too I late. I will find the assassin. The right. And so. I will bring you hope, old friend. <laughs> and I ask only one thing in return. Don't get in my way. Hey, how how close is that? Because I hear my voice. You know, we, mm-hmm. you hear your voice, but you don't hear it out loud. Yeah. How close is that? Is it pretty close? It's pretty close. It's pretty close? Yeah. I'll bring you hope, old friend. And I ask only one thing in return. See, I feel like that's where I kind of, I ask only one thing in return. I just love that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. What are you searching for in there, Charles? I'm searching for hope. I'll bring you hope. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, but we are the future, Charles, not them. As he trails off, they no longer matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's 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 where I always, I always hear your voice with that, like simultaneously. Oh, dude, that's is great. That scene that's, is, if I if I shift off my mortal coil in the next year or day or two, I would hope that every time you watch X Men, you'd think of me with that one scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that would be enough for me, you know. And of course, know that my wife and my child are taken care of and all that. Mm-hmm. But aside from the ob- obvious obligations, I would want to be remembered that way. Like, oh, I want them to remember that. And every time they watch Dark Knight Rises when they hear, your precious arsenal, greatly accepted. We will need it. That we will need it, I want everyone to be, man, that's Nick's favorite fucking we will need it in any film. No one has said we will need it better than Bane. Or Hashtag the, 2020. Or the, um, what's the other one? Oh. Let's not stand on ceremony. Let's here. not stand on. Well, that one has to go to the Motomoto. He so. cru- he crushes that one, Mister Wayne. You know, it always comes back to Batman and X Men. Have you noticed that? It does. And, I mean, but they're just so great. They're such great things. But I think what makes those great is the actors what they portray. Like right. I, Bane, every line, every line. You know. Maybe he's wondering why you'd shoot a man before throwing him from a plane. Right. (laughs) Just the whole whole thing. I love it. In theaters, when his voice came on, like it gave you chills. I'm like, I would not go down a dark alley. I know people made fun of it, but I'm like, it was was such a menacing. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's what those, those comic book movies, a good comic book movie has to have that delivery mm-hmm. it has to have the kind of delivery not just to make make it a good movie but also just to make it memorable like that yeah because like even in the shadow right the shadow is a lot of people consider it to be a bad movie but one of the things that makes it so good is that everybody in there is giving it it's all their all mm-hmm. so that the line like alec baldwin at least is giving it his all so that every line he delivers almost every line he delivers is actually pretty memorable if you think about it there's a lot of lines that stand out like you know like the whole scene with like He's meeting him for the first time in the flesh. And he like the, the, the bad guy likes his tie, you know, and he takes his tie. He, t- he takes time out to tell him where he got the tie. Oh, yeah. And then simultaneously segues back into you are a barbarian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's memorable. You know, and Ian McKellen's Magneto, almost every line he throws out is memorable because he's crushing it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's always the actor 
or if it's, I think it is. I think it's the way the actor takes a line, no matter how memorable it should be, and makes it memorable by putting like a twist on it. And yeah, it's their deliverance. Right, um, right. But I mean, you even know that with... I mean, fucking Michael Keaton, the most iconic one would be Michael Keaton, I'm Batman. Yeah. But that's what I was going to say. I think it, there's a... there. You said that. That's the I am Batman. Like, it, they p- take these lines and some of the most iconic mm-hmm. things in movies, no writer scripted them. It was that actor's right. just deliverance of exactly he didn't what have they to felt say in that, that moment. He yeah. didn't have to say, first of all, it wasn't even in the script. He was mm-hmm. supposed to say, I am the knight. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't say, I'm Batman. He doesn't say it purposefully like, he, like Christian Bale did. He says it like, I'm Batman. Like oh, there's almost like an up like I'm Batman. Like there's like this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like who are you? Like what are you? I'm Batman. Like instead he he, he wasn't you know he could have said it a multitude of ways. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. But even I even, am you know the law. You know what I'm saying? He could have said. <laughs> but even Christian Bale's deliverance with the Absolutely. like um where are you here? Yeah, it's and good. just it's you good. know you it's memorable. But then it gets ruined when he goes. Nice coat. Oh, come on. Yeah. Someone like you. Someone that rattle the cages. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. That's what that feels like. I feel like deja vu. We had this conversation. <laughs> Let's rate this thing. By the way, my favorite scene would have to be a cross between him meeting that witch, also played by oh, Miranda yeah. Richardson, that- where she changed herself off because she knows she's about to be fucking possessed. The horseman seeks you. It still holds up, I thought. Yeah, good. because doing the multi layers mm-hmm. of those voices, yeah. like you're just like, oh, ooh, you know, Johnny Barnes was at the at the mixing board on yeah. that one. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> mixing everybody's voices together. Hold on, give me a little battle. Uh, I also like that tree, Let's do it again. the tree opening too. With oh the yeah, with and the, the blood. blood and- yeah, with the blood and the hang and the hole and the hunt. You know that kind of shit. <laughs> we have six beautiful ratings on this show. To I don't know, christen. I don't know. What would you say when you when you take a bottle of champagne and yeah, you christen yeah, to yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of break it in for our comic consies and fans of the show, listeners of the show, long time or brand new, long time friends and new visitors. To uh, you know, kind of stay in the positivity of yeah. things. You know, mm-hmm. we don't get negative on the show. It's just fiction after all. So we try to stay in the positivity. So at the top of the heap, we have risk COVID good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Call it a work good. Movie theater good. Home video good. Catch it on cable good. Stick with the flu good. And solitary confinement good. <sighs> Needed that guy. It was, like, it was like trailing up, you know? It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, oh, that mic's a hot one. <laughs> Sir, what do you think? I'm gonna say movie theater good because I movie think theater good, not risk not risk COVID good, but maybe under certain under better circumstances or, yeah, or drive in. Yeah, I, I would do drive in um, a 25th anniversary, um, but I mean I wouldn't call that a work for it. You know, I, I could wait till the weekend or you know because everybody's no, like working for the, the weekend. weekend. But yeah, I I think just because of pure cinematography and some of that those big scenes would be nice to see on it i'm with you on that and so i could see i didn't see it in theaters i see i did and i remember like really 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 liking it at the time but it Mm -hmm. also came out in 1999 yeah you know i think a new one 
I really would like to see something like this redone. This is the kind of movie I feel like that should be redone. And it can be, yeah. It, it's um, and because you could go, you could go much more darker with it. I think you could. I, th- I think Tim Burton kind of left a little bit lighter. Yeah, he was skating the surface. Well, yeah, you know. and I don't think you need to go full horror with it. No, but I think you could go more darker, gritty, kind of like From Hell was, like in that in that as- aspect of it. Almost, and almost maybe even introduce uh, some other mysticism into mm-hmm. it. You know, maybe some other new characters that maybe aren't part of the original story, but kind of make it the movie kind of more, I don't know, more intriguing. Yeah. You know? Because that world is very intriguing. Like yeah. in a world where like, it's just like, you know, it's 1779, mm-hmm. you know, and you shoot a guy, he gets back up and you have to like load your musket Mm -hmm. by tearing the gunpowder you know and it's a long like that's suspenseful like that whole scene was actually really good Mm -hmm. and i feel like stuff like that could play out really well if you really immerse yourself in that world more more characters and you know maybe maybe double the body count fuck it maybe go full ham with some of the gore too you know full ham full ham full ham um i'm gonna say home video good okay because this is the kind of thing i feel like even though i don't own it i probably should and it's the kind of thing, like, if it's on, I would watch it. Maybe it's a cross between home video and catch on cable good for me. Okay. Because if it's on, I'm going to stop it mm-hmm. and watch it. Um, and if it shows up in the four ninety nine deal or, like, one of those things on Voodoo where it's like, you buy three movies, fourteen ninety nine, and this is one of them, I'm probably going to get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I need to see Barber Street because I guess I, I thought I had seen every Tim Burton movie <clears throat> and I'd never seen that in its entirety. And I'll look and see if I actually own it because... I could have sworn I did. I could have sworn it, but hmm. I've been wrong before. But I've been wrong before. Sweeney Todd. Oh, it's on Tubi. What's Tubi? I don't and know. Prime Video. Oh, it's on Prime. It's on Prime. Tubi, Tubi has some some golden hits. You, know, you never heard of Tubi? Tubi is kind of like Voodoo, but you can't like obviously download stuff on there. Um, but they're like, is it free? Yeah, it's free. Kind of like Crackle. Kind of like Crackle. Yeah. Okay. But then, so it has commercials and shit. So you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. I think it actually came with my TV in my bedroom. Okay. But all that stuff, like it comes with like a commercial, like commercials and shit. By the way, speaking of Adams Family, I was watching some of the old Adams Family shows. Like the black and white ones? Yeah. Kind of tough. Kind of tough to get through? Kind of tough. You know, um, John Aston is in there. Great character actor. Uh, God, he was also in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of... Like those kid actors are really bad. I feel like kid actors probably like weren't really good until like the 70s and 80s. I feel like before that, they were all really bad. Yeah. Maybe Ron Howard kind of... <laughs> It's probably pretty good back in the day, but man, those 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 black and white kid actors are just the worst. And it could be child labor laws too. Is like time got on that you know, and, and it probably wasn't a big thing. More was focused on the adults than it was really right. the children. So, right, right, right. Um, they they all had the Schuler mindset um, about the kids, and yeah, so fuck them kids. <laughs> 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 Fuck them kids. Uh I think that's all I got on, yeah. on, on on Sleepy Hollow. I didn't really have a lot of notes on this one, so I apologize if any of you fans out there if any of you folks out there were huge fans of this movie and we didn't really get into the hurdy gurdy, nitty gritty, tooty fruity, all a rooty, you know what I'm saying? 
But uh, what can I say? Halloween's right around the corner. And um, it's that time of year, you know? It's that time of year where the leaves are falling. It's getting a little chilly out there. You can wear your beanie. And uh, the pumpkins out are out and about, you know? There's there's weird, weird, strange whispers and laughters coming from the trees at night, but you kind of just ignore it because you don't want to go out and check out check it out. You <laughs> know, it's Halloween. it's Halloween, you know. But maybe you curl up, you know, with a good book, or maybe you just curl up with this movie, Sleeping Hollow. Turn the lights off. I think it'd be good because are, are kids going to be able to trick or treat this year? I don't know. I don't know. I think I am. Okay. I think we. I think everybody in my neighborhood's putting candy out. Just okay. Putting it out, and then I think we're just going to go around and. Get, bring a little hand sandy, you know, and just do that yeah. kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're already wearing masks, mm-hmm. not the mask, but we're not going to immerse ourselves in like a big crowd. Um, I don't know. I feel like you kind of just, you still have to live your life in these circumstances, but be safe, right? Yeah. What One do you think? moment at a time. One day at a time, mm-hmm. even, right? Yep. And I'm looking like right at Zatanna. <laughs> it's just um Halloween cannot get here quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we've said on this show to make you ponder your existence, question your role in the universe. Just remember kitties, goblins, ghouls. It's all just fiction. Let's take it out with a little bit of song and dance, hey Jimmy? Let's do it. Hey, skulls are pretty cool, huh? Skulls? Yeah. I thought you said scones at first, but yeah, skulls oh, are pretty cool. Oh, scones and skulls are pretty cool. I just like skulls, you know? I always stop when mm-hmm. I see a skull, you know? It's like, oh, damn, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like the Day of the Dead skulls are always kind of cool to me, you know? And yeah, same here. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm attracted to it. I didn't even have a tattoo, but I'm like, do I really need a skull on me? No. But- but like I think anything cool. with a skull is cool, you know? <laughs> yeah. That being said, if you found like a human skull, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be so cool. No. Or if like your dog brought you back like a femur. Like, yeah. Like in the burbs. From your neighbor's yard. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Satan is good. Satan is our friend. That's what that's what you sound like, Ray. That's what you sound like, Ray. <laughs> such a good movie. We should do that one on the show. I know we should. We should do it next time. This is how we decide our movies, kids. We uh, we talk about shit, and we're like, we should do that in the show. Or somebody emails us at mm-hmm. ComicConsPodcast.com. Or visits us on Comic-Cons Podcast Instagram. That's right, at Comic-Cons Podcast. Yeah. Have you done Rocky Horror Picture Show? I have not. I'm surprised you haven't. Did you know he has a rock album, too? No, I did not. Tim Curry's got three albums. But I had no idea. Me neither. Stuff you learn on a Sunday night in the garage. Yeah. We park our cars in the same garage. We park our cars in the same garage. And no, that doesn't mean that we sleep with each other's wives. We just park our cars in the same garage. We think alike. Probably more accurately, we're two peas in a pod. Nope, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare try to change 
the show is we park our cars in the same garage cause I got a car and you got a car where the hell is James Schuler? <laughs> he's missing in action again I guess we'll have to do it without him my friend that's what she said <laughs> wait but the, what is she doing without us? Oh, wait, I get it. Without him. Oh, without him. Because <laughs> we park our cars in the same, same garage. And that doesn't mean that we go down on each other's wires. It just means that we think alike. Am I going to have to take this whole thing out because it's kind of going left field on me? That's how it happens. We don't have anything written out in advance. It's all improvisation. We just go with the flow. I got to take my car back to the car wash tomorrow because it looks like I murdered Groot. Mine too, cause we park in the same garage. garage. The garage of life. I could have left that open for interpretation, but I really wanted to hammer it down. Cause I don't want anybody misunderstanding what we're saying here. <laughs> Metaphorically, what are you trying to say? I'm just saying, it's like one mind. We think alike. I've seen the needle and the damage done A little part of it in everyone But every junk is like a setting sun But every junk is like a setting sun I like doing that. Is that scary? No. I like it. But like a theremin? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue. blue. <laughs> Somewhere I'll be awaiting in my garage with you. I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles, it is business. Big business.